2: Hello. Happy weekend. I'm actually sitting outside in nature right now, hiding from my children, so you might hear a bird. Or two. Or three. Maybe a bear, if we're lucky. I have been thinking a lot this week about Ozempic, the drug that is not meant for weight loss, but that a lot of people are currently using for weight loss, including a lot of celebrities. I got to talk about this on the podcast Infamous, with the reporter and podcast creator, Vanessa Gregoriatis, And we just had such a fun, juicy talk that I wanted to share it with you here. I wanted to drop it in the feed. I really like the show Infamous. It's become one of my must-listens. I'm only going to share shows with you that I actually like. I know that sometimes podcast creators share shows that they have to because their big media conglomerate makes them. I'm not doing that. I like Infamous. It's something I actually listen to. And I want to bring you more shows created by really kick-ass women like Vanessa. So I hope you enjoy this episode about Ozempic and why is everyone all of a sudden so thin and what the hell has social media had to do with any of this? I think it's something that's going to tickle your ears. Just a quick warning. This episode
3: contains discussions of weight loss and may not be appropriate for listeners with a history of disordered eating. Also, the participants in this episode are not medical professionals. Please consult a medical professional before adopting any of the ideas discussed. Picture this.
4: You're in downtown Manhattan and everyone is walking around with a sense of purpose, the way they do in movies when you see a shot of work life in the city. But there's a bit of a difference, because this is the year 2040, and soon you notice that all the calves peeking out under skirts are really skinny. Spindly elbows leading to tiny wrists are clutching iPhone 32s. Everywhere you look, there are knobbly knees and not a round ass in sight. It's the future, and everybody is thin. Demonically, unnaturally thin. The chic restaurants that used to line Manhattan streets have shuttered, replaced with IV drip bars and by the hour injection sites. And then you see some words written in red graffiti. They're spray-painted on one former Michelin-starred wall. And they say, Ozempic equals fascism. This is a world without food. Bodies that yearn to be bigger, to be padded and luxurious and round are left hollow, shrunken, taut. Meals have been replaced with a syringe every seven days, an anti-nausea medication to counter its effects. The result? A tedious monotony in human physical form. And it has shifted not just this downtown, but everyone across America. Med spas that began popping up with the Botox and Juvederm injectables craze of the early 2020s are now the fastest-growing small business segment in the US. These outposts offer weekly Ozempic injections, and now insurance even covers it under a Prevention of Size 10 Bodies Law passed by Congress. So who do we have to thank for this flavorless, pastryless, bland paradise? Ozempic the miracle diabetes drug made by Danish pharmaceutical giant Novo Nordisk. Following its public adoption in 2022, first by the wealthy seeking to lose a few pounds, which caused a shortage among those with actual diabetes, it later became available to almost everyone. Once insurance companies figured out there was money to be made from thinness and the related anti-nausea drugs. And in 2040, it's not just America that's affected. Listen to this. Because of Novo Nordisk's profits, Denmark is now wealthier than all the big oil producers combined. Their stock is the most valuable in the world, save only for the global privatized water rights conglomerate, which controls access to the Earth's most limited resource. NASDAQ ticker symbol, water. And thanks to Ozempic, no one needs to eat anymore. For pleasure, for sustenance, or for health. There's a drug for that.
3: Ozempic. 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 Yeah, I lost weight. I did it um, hormonally. Hormonally. And, yeah, it was sick.
4: not Ozempically. My weight loss was one trillion percent unintentional. So it just happened because I'm a single mom and I chase a toddler all day and I work a lot. I don't know.
5: I would say nay because I always feel like when something sounds too good to be true, it usually is.
4: From Sony Music Entertainment and Campside Media, this is Infamous. I'm Natalie Robamed. And I'm Vanessa Grigoriadis. And today we're going to be talking about this drug I'm sure you've been hearing about, Ozempic, or a similar substance by the name of Wigovi. They both have the active ingredient semaglutide. It was originally developed as a type 2 diabetes drug,
3: but it had the convenient side effect of appetite. And weight loss. (laughs) Very convenient. Uh, So to be clear, there's not a scandal about Ozempic happening right now, per se, but there are a lot of opinions. Yeah, absolutely.
4: And while I want to be clear that what you just heard was speculative fiction, none of it was real, Ozempic has already had some very real consequences on our world so far.
3: Yes, Natalie, tell me about the real world consequences (laughs) of this drug. (laughs) Yeah, so... In this real, current, present-day
4: world, Novo Nordisk's market cap now exceeds the size of the Danish economy. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Novo Nordisk is now the most valuable public company in Europe.
0: Whoa. It's worth
4: more than even luxury
3: goods maker LVMH. Oh my god. You mean like Louis Vuitton, Sephora, that big conglomerate? Exactly. So I always wonder when I hear about this, like, how does this thing actually work? So basically, it works by mimicking a naturally occurring hormone that
4: tells you you're full. Ah, okay. But you know, I mean, what's really weird to me and what we're going to get into today is that using Ozempic for weight loss is based on the premise that being fat is unhealthy and that fatness leads to heart disease and diabetes. Which it does. Well, there's a lot of new studies coming out complicating that assumption or at least suggesting that there might be more correlation than causation.
3: Really? Because I have always heard, you know, you want to take the pressure off your heart, right? Like the idea that... You know, if you're skinnier, then your entire body works better. I would point people
4: to the work of Aubrey Gordon, who co-hosts a podcast called Maintenance Phase, which is like all about the various myths in health and wellness. Oh,
3: right. Yeah, I've heard that show.
4: Yeah, she's done a lot of work debunking a lot of this stuff. And obviously, I'm not a doctor. But as far as I understand it, for all of these measures, they go back to the BMI. Your body mass index? Index, Yeah. Yes. So the BMI is actually a pretty problematic measure of health to begin with. I mean, the BMI does seem kind of stupid. Yeah, and I think the truth is that there's a lot of things we still don't know and don't understand. Like, China and India have the highest rates of diabetes in the world, but aren't anywhere near the fattest. Okay, I see. So, all right, let's 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 get into it. We've got a special guest today to talk about Ozempic and specifically its implications for culture and celebrity. And to be clear, in the following conversation, we don't know for sure who has taken Ozempic and who has not. This is all conjecture, but it is very, very interesting. So, Joe, I would love if you could introduce yourself.
5: Yeah. So, I am Joe Piazza. I'm an author, a journalist, and the host of the, po- of the podcast, Under the Influence. And I've been reporting on influencer and celebrity culture. Combined for about three years, but I was also a celebrity reporter for a really long time.
3: Woot woot.
4: <laughs> yeah, that must have been <laughs> very fun. I feel like we all have that in common a little bit.
5: <laughs> it's the best way to become a reporter, though. The you know, best exactly. way to become a reporter. Like, really, the only way. Like, I could report on anything. After what I've reported on.
4: (laughs) And the people you've dealt with, no no doubt.
3: Have no shame. You're just like walking up to massive (laughs) stars, breaking into their conversations, putting in requests, being like, Did she do this thing at a nightclub? And the publicist is like, I am sending somebody to kill you at your house. And you're like, I'm sorry, this is my job. This is really serious.
5: But then they text you back like 10 minutes later. They're like, Yes, but kill this other story because oh my it's all bullshit
3: and smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, but also it's all smoke and mirrors, just like Ozempic, just like people's weight loss. Now, I oh can't go God. to a supermarket without looking in the checkout aisle, Rebel oh. Wilson, how she has so much willpower and lost 80 pounds. And you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. What is this simulation I'm in?
5: Well, and that simulation is that clearly willpower is a code word for ozempic. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> How she had so much ozempic yeah. that she lost 80 pounds. <laughs> when That's did important. you start noticing this? You know, it's been about the past year that it's become really apparent. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting to me because... Like I said, I have been reporting on celebrities for so long and anyone that's been in the business knows that celebrity weight loss headlines sold. They just they they clicked, they sold mm-hmm. magazines and people are obsessed with weight loss stories mm-hmm. and it's it always centers on willpower and hard work and if if you're anyone that knows anything about the industry or have talked to a celebrity when they've had for vodka tonics, you know that it is <laughs> all drugs and liposuction <laughs> and starving themselves. But mm-hmm. in the past year, we've seen drastic, crazy celebrity weight loss from people who had never been in that rubric before. There's always the celebrities that are like going up and down, but people that you had never expected to drop 80 pounds. All of a sudden, were a size two. Like who?
3: Run through some of these.
5: I mean, Rebel Wilson is one of the one of the big ones. Mindy Kaling became an entirely new human being. She looks yes, amazing. And I don't. She I, looks and, amazing. And again, I don't know how she does it. And I'm not criticizing anyone for anything they want to do, but her transformation was was drastic. As was Jessica Simpson's. And the interesting yes. thing about all these women, to me is that we're all close-ish to the same age. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm 40. Oh my God, I'm turning 43 next week. But within the range of late 30s, early 40s, and I know how hard it is to lose three pounds as a 30-ish, 40-ish woman. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's just remarkable. And it makes you think there's absolutely something else going on. And then the stories about Ozempic start popping up.
4: So when did you first start hearing about Ozempic in your own life at all?
5: In my, so or Ozempic, did you? I did. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> so the celebrity rumblings about Ozempic have been about a year, but then Ozempic trickling down into my real life has been about the past six months. I would say beginning of summer, spring last year, 2023. Mm-hmm. When people were just coming out of the winter and thinking about putting on bathing suits again and finally looking at themselves in the mirror, I started hearing about friends who were getting prescriptions for Ozempic basically by tricking some internet bot or begging their friend that was a doctor. And we all know, like, there's like three moms at school who've been doing it secretly for six months, and they all look like oh the my cr- God. they all look like the crypt keeper now. They all have Ozempic <laughs> face. Wait, let's talk really
4: quickly about what Ozempic face is, <laughs> just in case people haven't heard that term.
5: What
3: is Ozempic face? What is that?
5: Ozempic face is a real thing, where when you lose so much weight so fast, and especially when you're a certain age, and your your face doesn't necessarily have all that collagen and stuff in it anymore mm-hmm. you get gaunt looking almost like a skeleton like the crypt keeper or like mick Jagger. <laughs> but your body looks rocking so your body looks rocking time. your body because your body right. your body can handle it but our face i just are the skin the with the elasticity can't take it and as women age you typically look better if you have some extra pounds and your face is full because your face is, your face and your hands are what show your age.
4: Right. I mean, Catherine Deneuve famously once said, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, she said like something along the lines of a woman of a certain age has to choose between her face or her ass.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But I never really understood what that meant, but I think it means like you can go running all the time and your butt will look really good, but your face will look terrible because you'll well, be basically skinny.
4: you need fat in your face yeah right to yeah. get it to keep it looking plump and youthful like think mm-hmm. about how babies' cheeks look and then we right. naturally lose that over time but hey guess what thanks to the joys of modern medicine or modern plastic surgery you can just get fillers now to counter that true. which is what the people who are on ozempic are doing so okay let's go back to the to the moms at school who've been secretly using it so it started popping up in your own real life
5: right which is amazing I I will say because I'm in Philadelphia. it's not like I'm in LA or New York where the normal the quote unquote normies are doing what the celebrities are doing. This has already trickled down to a city like Philly. So Mm -hmm.
4: it's a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely a thing. So I am in L.A., so I definitely think that I probably heard about it maybe a little bit earlier just because of the nature of this kind of image-obsessed city. But my facialist, I think, (laughs) was the first person to talk to me specifically about where to get it and how much it cost. Which the cost runs, I think, if you're not being prescribed it it's and not being covered by insurance, it's, you know, 900 to to $1,000 a month. Oh, my
3: God. But
4: obviously, the, the types of people who are getting weekly facials, like some of his very, very wealthy clients are, they can afford that. <laughs> Even though it seems absolutely crazy. And by the way, I do want to add, like, Ozempic is not approved for weight loss. Like, it's only approved for type two diabetes. I mean, Wagovi is another one of these types of medications, semaglutides, and they are, that is approved a for weight loss, but people are just using it in a way that it's not technically approved for. And I do wanna <laughs> add
5: that. Yeah, I I think, it's, I think it's worth noting, right?
4: And just to be doubly clear, we don't know if any of the celebrities we're talking about from Rebel Wilson to Mindy Kaling or the Kardashians have taken Ozempic. This is all just speculation. Jessica Simpson, meanwhile, has explicitly denied using Ozempic. So keep all that in mind.
0: This is Infamous from Campside Media.
4: So obviously Ozempic is is all around me. I'm not personally using it. Nobody
3: in my house is. But
4: Vanessa, I think you have a much more personal experience with it than I do.
3: Yeah, I definitely have some like up close and personal experience. So first of all, I would love to lose 20 pounds like, right now. I'm same. the same, same. weight yes. that I was when I was pregnant with my last kid, which I find that to be sort of insulting because I'm like, I work out and I try to eat sort of right and I have to eat Doritos sometimes and things like that. I'm not one of those really regimented clean eaters. In any case, the real issue became my husband, who's 225 pounds and 5'9". Right. And he tried everything. I mean, not that hard. Right. Mm -hmm. But he did try things. He tried eating less. He tried like, I mean, I don't know if he's always like, I'm a contractor, so I work out. You know what I mean? That's sort of his excuse for not going running. But He tried. He definitely tried. He definitely went through Mm -hmm. times where he really tried to lose weight and just could not move any of this weight. And so once we started hearing about Ozempic, because I started hearing about it in my little groups of friends also, and he was like, okay, well, like, give me the Ozempic. Let's give it a shot. So he wanted me to buy him for Christmas Ozempic. So I went on one of these like (laughs) telehealth sites. God. This is, this is, this
5: is love. This is real love. (laughs) This is the new Christmas present.
3: Yes. Like I got you, like a <laughs> syringe of uh, diabetes medication. So got I got him, like him the Ozempic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so romantic. I got him the Ozempic. He shot it in his leg, and he has two days. He has lost. 50 pounds. He just sent me a picture of, seriously, 176 on the, no. on the scale. And he feels so good. And everybody is so much nicer to him, obviously. <laughs> like, he goes to parties. People, people are like, oh, my oh. God, Craig, you look amazing. Like, Isn't blah, that blah, so blah. depressing? But I tried it once because I figured this is in my house. I should probably give this a shot. Ha ha. Pun not intended. <laughs> so He shot it in my leg. And for a week... I was so grumpy. I was one of those people who almost had, like, I needed almost an IV when I was pregnant, Mm. right? I was so sick. I would have to pull my car over to the side of the road and throw up out the window because whatever. You just have to throw up too much and you have someplace to go. So you just, that's the only thing you can do. I... Felt so nauseous because that's one of the side effects of these drugs. Right. So I was like t- constantly nauseous, couldn't eat anything because if I ate something, it would make me feel nauseous. But the real side effect I had is if I ate something, it would fill my entire mouth, my taste buds, with the taste of like a thousand cigarettes. Oh. Like waking up the morning after being in a nightclub, drowsed in smoke. And I was just yes. like, this is not acceptable. There is right. something worse than being overweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's being mm-hmm. nauseous all the time. So that's my Olympic story. But I have to say, like, it's really worked for him. And I've been asking, like, when are you gonna stop doing this? And he's like, maybe never. But it seems right. for health reasons he should. Right? Right.
5: Well, first off, that's amazing because I too It's an inspirational would... story. <laughs> it really is. I, I I I too would love to lose the same 20 pounds that I had while I had a baby in my actual body and nothing (laughs) exactly seems to work, but I am also prone to nausea. And I know exactly what that waking up with a thousand cigarettes in your mouth feels like, because I was a gossip columnist in my twenties and that was my life. So (laughs) I don't know if I could tolerate that, but but for the people that can tolerate, I say good for them. That's the thing. I'm like, losing weight is hard however you do it you should just be open honest about it like why is one way of losing weight better or worse than another way of losing weight like why are you a more virtuous or a quote-unquote good person because you work out or don't eat doritos
4: right you wrote about this basically like why do you think
5: celebrities are so insistent that they're not using it (laughs) You know, celebrities love virtue signaling in almost all aspects of their life. I mean, they're just desperate to seem like they're... I wouldn't say better, but maybe I would say better. Like, they're just desperate to seem good for their brand, too. And they... A lot of celebrities don't want to seem like they are... Taking shortcuts or the easy way out, or using an off-brand drug to lose weight when they're trying to seek family friendly endorsements or movie roles or get book deals. And so there is a business reason for this virtue signaling, but also it's because celebrities just innately want people to like them. And so they Mm -hmm. think that by saying, I work so hard, this is willpower, and the fact that I'm a good person, people will like them more and they're Desperate
4: to be liked. Well, and I think there's two other things going on there as well, where one, it's an incredibly American and puritanical thing to be like, this is all hard work. (laughs) Yeah. And you too could achieve this if you just worked hard. You Mm -hmm. know, that's incredibly, incredibly. American and two the the other thing is that really what they're disguising when they say that it's all hard work and not this drug is they're disguising their money and, and the privilege behind it that, that they can afford to spend a thousand dollars a month on top of all the other stuff they're spending to to look the way that they look. They're trying to obfuscate the class difference between them and other people.
3: Let's be clear, though. My husband got this from a compounding pharmacy in Staten Island that only charged him like 150 bucks a month. So I think like with some elbow grease, you can figure it out for less than that.
4: <laughs> Do you think Khloe Kardashian is doing elbow grease? Sorry.
5: <laughs> I'm just saying, let's talk about that offline, okay? So just let like yeah.
3: you know the name of that compounding pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. Offline.
5: We'll, yeah. we'll get you
3: a, a paper bag to uh, take it out of there <laughs> but don't, I mean it's just I think it's so annoying I really do I find it to be very annoying because these people are already so holier than thou and yes. holding themselves up to be idols so I don't know Joe I don't know if you can really just say like good on you lie to the public
5: well here's the thing it is bullshit and it's, it's a really crappy thing to do to your fans to pretend that You've accomplished this, not because, when you're rich. So even if you're not using drugs, you have a personal trainer who can show up at your house on demand. You have a personal chef who will cook you whatever weird fad diet helps you lose five pounds, right? Which it changes right. all the time. You could have a doctor doing constant glucose monitoring for you. So it's easier to lose weight when you are a rich person. That is hands down a fact. So Anyone that is saying I did this by willpower, or it's because I just I just walk all the time, and I'm just I like, <laughs> like a, a really healthy eater, and I move I move around a lot, especially because like, I'm chasing my toddler. You know, I'm a good mom. And they're just mm-hmm. rubbing it in all of our faces that they make such an outsized amount of money that we should actually all be rising up against them. Like I firmly believe <laughs> that there is no reason that we should live in any society where a celebrity is paid. $10 million for a movie. Like it just, it just, it is absurd to me and disgusting in every way. And when ce- celebrities do this virtue signaling, it rubs in our faces just how different they are than the average person.
4: So has anyone been open about being on it?
5: Yeah, there have been a few celebrities who have been open. Amy Schumer is is my favorite. And she had a story very similar to yours, Vanessa, where oh, really? she said, yeah, she's like, oh, of course, I I tried it. She said she tried one of the drugs. I don't know if it was Ozempic or Wagovi, but she said, I felt like shit when I tried it. And she said it's bullshit that she said she was like even too sick to play with her son. And she says it's bullshit that other stars lying about it she's like mm-hmm. just can you just mm-hmm. be honest about how you're doing it every everything that we're saying right now she
1: said yeah. and now
5: everybody lying everyone's like a smaller portion like <laughs> shut the f- <laughs> right. up
1: right.
5: you're on ozempics when i got lipo i was like i got lipo right okay right I also
4: think it's really interesting. A couple of real housewives have been open about being on it. They've got nothing to lose, though. That's exactly exactly what I was going (laughs) to say. Like, they don't have a veneer (laughs) to lose. Like, we already think of them Mm -mm. as somewhat déclasse.
3: But what about, like, Kim Kardashian? Don't you feel like she should say it? I thought her whole brand is like authenticity.
5: No, but think about the butt
3: implants slash you know that whole x-ray.
4: She
5: never admitted those butt, butt implants. No, 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 no. I mean she the BBL.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly yeah. that's what I mean. Right. Like there's
5: always smoke and mirrors and she she does admit to
4: some things but not to other things. So Yeah.
5: She cherry picks what she wants to admit to. Exactly. I mean, like yeah. so so many different times I had reported on plastic surgeries we or procedures we knew that she had because i had the same goddamn dermatologist and he had a wait really big mouth no. but wait <laughs> tell me more she would you just, had the same dermatologist as kim kardashian we did and you know what i looked i looked amazing okay i looked i looked really really great but yeah no she, she cherry picks what she wants to share with people the real housewives They're among the class of celebrities. The ones that will admit that they're using Ozempic are the same celebrities who admit they have plastic surgery, right? Mm -hmm. The ones whose brand is actually built on doing those things. The ones who can make more headlines and who need the headlines, who are reality stars, so they have to do something to get attention. So it behooves Mm -hmm. them to admit Mm -hmm. that they've done this. I mean, Tracy Morgan admitted the other day that he was using Ozempic.
3: Did Elon Musk... Admit
0: it?
5: Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did.
3: But he's a guy that's a little bit, both of them are guys. I mean, that's a little different, right? I think think it is different. You're supposed to just come out of the womb like a supermodel, right? For guys, you can say like, okay, fine, I cut this corner. What's a big deal? What
5: I think is funny is that when you Google celebrities who admit to using ozempic, it's a lot of people I don't even know who they are. Yeah, yeah, They're like <laughs> Caroline Caroline Manzo's daughter, Lauren Manzo. I don't even know who Caroline Manzo is. <laughs> much, much less Lauren. Who is Lauren? Yeah.
3: Wait, so you've not seen any of your little influencers so that you track talking about Ozempic or these weight loss drugs, have you?
5: I have I haven't seen any of the influencers that I follow talking about Ozempic and weight loss drugs, but to be honest, I'm mostly following mom influencers or beauty influencers. I have seen influencers talking about Ozempic. I mean, there is much like the celebrity subset. There's a subset of influencers who do nothing but talk about plastic surgery and beauty treatments and who are trying to get free prescriptions or free treatments (laughs) from doctors in order to talk about Ozempic or just to get more attention. I mean, it's a topic of the day right now and you can get a lot of traffic.
3: But it is very, I mean, to me a lot of this stuff, like the spa treatments and all of it, it's all just like about paying somebody to be nice to you. And I almost think of the influencer beauty culture, sort of the same way. It's all about like, just trying to get people to like you more. And I would say the one thing about Ozempic is that I like myself better when I'm skinny, because I can actually fit into my clothes that I bought that I feel so stupid for buying so many clothes that were size six. If I had known that life goes on and everything sags, I would have bought everything size 10 you know that was like mm-hmm. so stupid you know but to me that's the whole issue of skinniness is like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels it's oh, like that it's, my fa- it's one of my
5: favorite quotes and and not because like, anyone can be any size. You should be whatever makes you like, fucking happy. I just want to fit into my clothes again because I've got real nice clothes. Exactly. Like, that's Really nice clothes that I bought when I made a lot more money. And <laughs> yes. I'm not going to make that much money again. So I'm not going to buy all new clothes. But I feel this makes me feel crazy. And I think I'm on a di- I have a different perspective
4: than both of you where my feeling is sell those old clothes. Just get clothes that fit. Like get clothes that are the other size, who cares, let that go. I mean, back in the day, we didn't buy clothes off the rack, clothes were custom made for our bodies. So the idea that you have to be fitting into your clothes is absurd, the clothes should be fitting you. You, Do you know what I mean? And I think part of what you were saying about, it's all about wanting people to like you and you wanting to like yourself. To me, part of what's being unsaid there is that society treats fat people badly. We live in a fatphobic society and you get more compliments when you're skinny, you get more attention, you get more jobs, et cetera, et cetera. And people actively discriminate against fat people. And I think that 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 is something that like drives me absolutely crazy in all of this, because we've come out of the body positivity movement back into a super regressive skinny is everything place with Ozempic and that just makes me feel insane because I'm like wait what happened to you
5: healthy at any size what happened to accepting the skin that you're in you're totally right and and I go back and forth and I feel uh, this is one of the reasons that women do feel crazy all of the time because there is this part of me one I've got two girls two little girls and who I'm never going to talk about weight around. I never want them to feel bad about anything on their bodies, faces, whatever. Like I just want them to love themselves as they are because they're beautiful and perfect. And yet, I really don't want people to stare at my belly and think I'm still six months pregnant. So like I just can't reconcile these two feelings and seeing all of the crazy celebrity weight loss, which we've always seen. And I, I I wrote a book a thousand years ago called Celebrity Inc., all about the celebrity endorsements for Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers mm-hmm. and those yes. things, right? So, like, this is nothing new under the sun. Yes. It's just we see so much more of it because celebrities are essentially living in our pockets, on our iPhones, on our Instagram, on our social media feeds. So, like, we ju- I think we have a much more intense intimacy with them Absolutely. than we did when we were getting People magazine once a week.
4: Absolutely. And I want to, I guess I just want to talk about the, how this is just a continuity. This is the latest in an iteration of weight loss obsessions that Hollywood has had, that our society has had. I mean, and it's fully so absurd, like the absurdity of injecting yourself once a week. Like we've all gotten so comfortable with needles, thanks to Mm -hmm. Botox and filler and goodness knows what else, that everyone's fine with injecting themselves once a week. I mean, it just makes me think of Oprah pushing that like carton of fat. Oh, the, you
5: know? the wheelbarrow the wheel
3: of fat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wait, wait, what I is that? that? I don't know that. What is that?
5: Oh Shut my God. your mouth. You have to Google this immediately. In 1988, Oprah Winfrey wheeled out a little red wagon containing 67 pounds of animal fat, the amount of weight that she had lost and so yeah if you see this picture also in this picture oprah is crazy teeny tiny like this does not even look like anything that i remember oprah looking like she is a stick figure in this and it's a radio flyer wagon my kids have one of those filled with fat with just glistening animal fat um so yeah and that was 88 right exactly. back, back when i was doing sweating to the oldies with my mom after school
0: This is Infamous from Campside Media.
4: So talking about that absurdity, have there been any fun anecdotes that you've heard or or rumors that you've heard about this celebrity usage? Like I'm thinking about these rumored injection parties.
5: Yes, I have heard a lot about these rumored injection parties from my friends that are in LA and they're in the business that yeah, like w- women will have like, movie night slash sleepovers where they'll shoot each other up with those Epic. And those has become the new, almost Tupperware party, if you will, like that you'll, <laughs> you'll have one, but in the same way that for a long time you would have celebrities having like Botox parties or right. Juvederm parties. Like you're going to a friend's house. But here's the big difference when you have these Ozempic parties. No one eats and no one drinks. Because the other side effect of the Ozempic is that you can't drink. The people that I know that are on it, you can't drink more than, like, one drink or you'll start to get really nauseous. So it's not like they're having – I sound like such an asshole alcoholic. I'm like, it's not like they're having fun. But they're just, like, going and getting shot up with a bunch of chemicals and not eating – Or drinking and probably being kind of ornery around each other.
4: I mean, it's definitely an absurd, strange party.
5: Um. It's definitely an absurd, strange party. But I've also heard anecdotes, again, from my friends in the business that work dinners have gotten a lot stranger and work Mm -hmm. cocktails, which have always... Work meetings in Los Angeles have always been fraught and strange. Like, there's always the, I don't eat bread, I don't eat gluten. But now, literally, no one's eating. And so... (laughs) It's like, all right, maybe we could change our venue because... I
3: mean, that's very cost-conscious though.
5: Right? I know, you could save a lot of money. It's like skip the dinner because no one's going to be able to eat any of it anyway. Exactly.
4: So, I mean, let's talk about one of the, you know, we've talked about some immediate side effects, but one of the longer side effects and something that doctors believe is that if you come off this, you will gain the weight back. So there was this influencer, Remy Bader, who says that she gained double the weight back when she stopped taking Ozempic.
5: Yeah, no. And the thing is, this is still early days for this being used as a weight loss drug. And so we don't know if people are immediately going to gain the weight back or not. Some doctors think that's a possibility. And I kind of look at it the same way that we looked at the biggest loser phenomenon, how so many of the contestants on The Biggest Loser, they didn't just gain the weight back after leaving the show, but they gained double the weight back. And some influencers who were taking the ozempic, Remy Bader is one of them, said they took it. And then when they stopped taking it, they gained double the weight back so because this is such early days and because everybody is different we have no idea what it's going to do to a specific metabolism are you going to be stuck doing a thousand dollar a month injections for the rest of time or is this a way for some people to kickstart a metabolism that wasn't functioning properly for a whole host of different reasons and i think every individual is going to be different the problem here is that so many people are doing this kind of outside of the traditional healthcare system mm-hmm. that right. we don't we don't have doctors that are monitoring your blood sugar checking your hormones as you're doing this right cuz no cutting... doctor will give it to you exactly so everyone's doing it in this black market way and of course you don't know what it's going to do to your body so i don't I think, I, there's no surprise for me that there are so many side effects that we have no idea what they're gonna be yet.
3: All right, so thank you so much, Joe. We really appreciate you coming on. And Joe's podcast is Under the Influence, which is all about influencers on platforms all over the place with the new season coming out very soon.
4: That's it for our conversation with Joe Piazza. Next time on Infamous, we're going to tell a smaller story than usual. A story about a small southern city and how one man's bad behavior tore it apart.
5: I was like, what's going on? And he said something, I remember he said the phrase like, I don't like getting my wires crossed.
4: In the horror movie, that's like the, that's the first thing, right?
5: <clears throat> yeah, it's like the early like sound outside the window and you're like, that's probably nothing. Yeah.